Second Kings chapter 20. And as we are turning to Second Kings chapter 20, the elders would like to extend thanks and deep gratitude to the members on behalf of the Mbewe's and the Stalis for the support that was rendered to them during uh, the loss of their loved ones. And the elders are grateful for the way that the members came out to support our beloved. Uh, we're grateful to God for that. Second Kings chapter 20, we'll read the first two verses. Second Kings chapter 20, we'll read verse 1 and verse 2. In those days, Hezekiah became sick and was at the point and was at the point of death. And Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, came to him and said to him, Thus saith the Lord, Set your house in order, for you shall die. You shall not recover. Then Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord. Let me read even verse, up to verse 5. To the Lord saying, now, O Lord, please remember how I've walked before you in faithfulness and with a whole heart, and I've done what is good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. And before Isaiah had gone out of the middle court, the word of the Lord came to him. Turn back and say to Hezekiah, the leader of my people, Thus saith the Lord, the God of David, your father, I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. Behold, I will heal you. On the third day, you shall go up to the house of the Lord. We'll end our reading there. The brevity of life is a very sobering fact, but also an undeniable fact. We are in the last month of 2023, and this year is almost coming to an end. And when the year began, we did not imagine that we'll be ending this year without our dear friend and brother, Mwansambewe. And this week, this past week, this sobering fact, this brevity of life came to us with a sense of agency and a new dimension to it as we put the remains of our beloved friend, brother, and child. And this undeniable fact of the, that life is brief must cause each one of us to pause for a moment and to put our lives in order. Each one of us must pause for a moment and put his or her life in order before it is too late. 
The passage you've just read highlights a very interesting account. An account of Hezekiah, one who had ruled his people long and well. And under God's leading and miraculous intervention, he had led the people of Israel to a great victory. A victory against the Syrians. And he had begun to forge alliances with mighty foreign armies that would fight with him or fight alongside him. He administered a, a great kingdom, a kingdom that got to know success, prosperity under his leadership. But then came to him the inevitable, inescapable call from God. When he was sick, God, through his servant Isaiah, said, brought this message to the king. You will die. Set your house in order. And this was God's warning to the king. And as God spoke to the king through Isaiah, God is also speaking to us this morning. He's speaking to us through his word to remind us that this will be true of each one of us this morning. A day is coming when we will die. But God who is also gracious sends his warning and says, put your house in order. In this case, put your life in order. And as we go through these two verses quickly, the question I want us to be asking and answering is why should we put our lives in order? Why should we heed the warning of God, of God and put our lives in order before it is too late? And the first reason is this, that death is inevitable in its reach. Death is inevitable in its reach. Verse 1 reminds us of that again. In those days, Hezekiah became sick and was at the point of death. And Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, came to him and said to him, Thus saith the Lord, Set your house in order, for you shall die. You shall not recover. When we say death is inevitable in its reach, we are saying it is certain that death will reach you. It is a fact that death will reach you. It's unavoidable. It is a, death is the greatest fact in life of life. And death comes 
to all regardless of social status. Here we see it's a king who is being told that you will die. A king who goes before God and says to God and pleads before God just how much he has walked in integrity before God and how much he's walked in faith before this God. And yet we see this call of God brought forth to the king. It's inevitable in its reach. The scope of death is to all human beings. And the history of the human race is the history of a dying race. And we read in the scriptures way back in Genesis 3 and also brought to us in Romans chapter 5 and verse 12, we are told that sin entered in the world through one man and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men for all have sinned. This is what the scriptures tell us. And the writer is telling us that we are the meeting, an appointment with death, an appointment that has been arranged ahead of time on your behalf, an appointment that has been arranged by someone more powerful than yourself, and that someone is God. And this appointment of death, which is certain, which is inevitable, which is unavoidable, was done without your consultation. And this is an appointment that, given a choice, you probably would not have wanted to attend to this meeting. It is an appointment that you will not miss. You will not be late for it. And we see throughout the scriptures reminding us of the whys and the wherefores of death that through Adam's disobedience to God's word, it brought the seed of sin and the seed of sin brought death into the, 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 the human race. All must die. And we need to pause and think of the, this uncertainty of death and ask the question, is my life in order? When we hear of death, we glance lightly and quickly over the obituaries, so the messages of condolences. We read on social media of, of people dying. And sometimes such news causes a short pause before we reach on to some pressing activity or some activity that we need to do but then death comes in our immediate circle. 
And at once it's quite different. A brother dies. A husband dies. A wife dies. A child dies. And suddenly we are confronted with the fact that we are mortal. And that death is inevitable. And you cannot, you will not escape it. And therefore, heed God's gracious call to you. That you must set your life in order. Because death is inevitable. It's certain. It will come. But the second question is, as we ask the question, why should we put our house in order? We've seen that death is inevitable in its reach. But also, secondly, death is unpredictable in its time. Death is unpredictable in its time. Again, verse 1 gives us something of that. And there we see it's at a time when Ezekiah became sick and at the point of death. And then this message comes to him. Showing us that death is unpredictable in its time. No one can predict when death will occur. The timing was that when the king was ill, sick to the point of death. But the reality is this, that no one can predict when death will occur. We've gotten accustomed to living a life of predicting things. We listen to the weather forecast as they predict what will happen tomorrow. We, we, the, we, we live at a time that people are betting on all kinds of games, trying to predict the outcome. And those who bet on games and, and win something out of that and gamble their time away, and when, when by a stroke of chance, as it were, they predict and they, get, they win something, it's that you begin to extend your thinking to every sphere of life. But the scriptures remind us that death is unpredictable. There is just a stroke of the clock between you and death. No man knows the hour when death will strike. There is just a step between life and death. David knew of this reality. When you read 1 Samuel chapter 20 and verse 3, in 1 Samuel and chapter 20 verse 3, when, he's, when David is running from the, the ruthless, tireless King Saul who was pursuing him, trying uh, to end his life, he reminded his good friend Jonathan and when you read halfway through 1 Samuel chapter 20 and verse 3, this is what he says. But truly, as the Lord lives, and as your soul lives, there is but a step between me and death. There is but a step between me and death. David knew that death was loitering 
everywhere. He knew that on the starless night, in the dark caves, in the stillness of the forest, death was just a step away. He knew that any step he might, might bring him into the eye of a king, archer, or a swordsman, or one who has been instructed to end his life. He knew that any time he was in the range of someone who was trying to get rid of his life and end his life under the instructions of King Saul. And he reminds us that there's just a step between death and life. Your life may not be like that of David being pursued by Saul. But the reality is the same. The truth is the same. There is but a step between you and death. And if you are to continue in the steps of sin, away from the Savior's love, you end up in hell, away from the Savior. At death, life is short for all of us. Multitudes of individuals have gone through this life on earth, full of potential as it were, full of life, and their memories have been washed away from the face of the earth. They are no more, they are gone. No one predicted the time when they would die. And this is a reminder that God wants you to wrestle with this morning. That death is not just only unavoidable, inevitable, but it's unpredictable in its time. It comes to all. It comes at a time when you least expect. It comes at a time which no one can predict. Death is unpredictable. This is why you need to put your life in order. Why should you put your life in order in the third place? We see that death is inevitable. Death is unpredictable. Death is terrible in its visitation. Death is terrible in its visitation. Imagine for a moment you are King Ezekiah. The Lord has allowed you a great victory, a sense of prosperity in the nation. And then God brings a message to the king through Isaiah that you will die. Imagine what must have gone through the king. And imagine 
he was, at, he was sick to the point of death. And then he's being told that he will die. And if there's any time when no one wants to talk about death is when you have a loved one sick or confined to a hospital bed. And we see, as we think about why you must put your house in order, is that death is terrible in its visitation. We've already seen that sin is the cause of our death, and consequently death is not natural to human beings. The Bible says it's the last enemy, as Paul tells us in in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Death is an intrusion into God's universe brought about by man's sin. And therefore man's sin is also an intrusion into God's prerogatives as a creator. Death comes into God's universe. Man's sin comes into God's created universe and therefore death to the human race. In Luke chapter 12, verse 13 to 21, in Luke chapter 12, 13 to 21, we have a parable of the rich fool. The Lord Jesus Christ tells the parable of the rich fool. He had made plans to retire, rest, and relax. He had, this, this rich fool had, had worked hard. He had endured the burning sun and the soaking rains, as it were. He had made a fortune for himself. And you could see that he made plans to protect his barns, his livestock, as it were, his home. And he was thinking to himself, now is the time to take life easy. Eat, relax, and enjoy. But he had not made plans to protect his life. Just when he thought he was getting ready to relax, to enjoy himself, God says, you fool, it's time for you to die. And you could imagine that the last thing he thought about, the rich fool, was that he was going to die that night. But the angel of death knocked on his door. The night brought this news of death. Death whispered through the room, calling his name. The cold fingers of death came into his life and was cast into eternity. 
And you could imagine. We don't know. We are not told that he had a family. But let's imagine if he had a family. How this news must have come to them. It was terrible. Perhaps the, the, the previous days they, they heard him speak up uh, the plans he had about building bigger barns and storing foods and assuring his family that all oh, will be well for the next years or months to come. And God says, now is the time for you to die. And death is terrible in its visitation. It robs us of loved ones. When it comes, nothing will ever be the same again. Nothing. That visit by death is terrible. It robs us. It disarranges everything. Death is pictured as this monster with stings that comes and leaves its mark on each one who leaves this earth. And that's why Paul says, where is your sting or death? He pictured it as a monster that stings, robs, disarranges everything, tears the loved ones away from us. And this terrible visitation by death is it made more painful when we realize that the one who's been taken away from us did not know the Lord. Because that is the end. No seeing them again. Death is pursuing each one of us. Soon or later, it will get to you. It's terrible when it visits. But in the fourth place, and quickly, we see why should you put your life in order? We've seen that death is inevitable. Death is unpredictable. Death is terrible in its visitation. And finally, it's because God commands preparation. God commands preparation. God commands that you prepare for death. And this is what we see uh, towards the last half of verse 1. Thus saith the Lord, set your house in order, for you shall die. Set your house in order. God graciously warns 
but also makes an appeal to all of us. This is God's command to the king. He was telling the king to set his life, his affairs in order. But in this command, we also see God's gracious appeal to all of us. The Almighty God does not delight in the death of the wicked. And he therefore extends this gracious appeal, this gracious warning. But in this gracious warning, he also commands that you prepare for death. Set your life in order. Before you die. Someone has said that death is like the unfolding of the murder mystery. It's the unfolding of the murder mystery in which you yourself turn out to be the victim. It's unfolding of the murder mystery, but you are the victim of that mystery. The day is coming when this earth will say goodbye to you. You will be gone. But God has given you an opportunity to hear him speak to you once again and he's saying, put your life in order. Hell cannot be avoided without proper preparation. And death in hell is avoided only with the right preparation. Life on earth, we all know, is unpredictable, it's uncertain, it's short. And we've seen it many times. And it was brought to us this past week, even closer home, when we put the remains of our brother to rest. Life on earth is short. You must prepare for it, and you must prepare for it in the way that God himself has said we should. God in his word has said that if you believe in his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, you will, though you die, you will be with him forever. The Lord Jesus Christ assures us through the pages of scriptures that God through Christ has won victory over death and the grave. The only way to prepare for it is in the way that God himself has told us we should. God knows when your appointment with death is, he set it on your behalf. And he says, before that time come, prepare for it. You don't know how close you are to death. You don't know when that call will come. There is an invisible line in all of our lives which we cannot cross. God he say, will say to you, enough. You cannot go beyond. And we don't know how close we are to that invisible line. Only God knows. He set the boundaries. And he commands that you prepare for it. And he says to you this morning, set your life in order. And how do you do that? Jesus Christ came, died for sins, 
died for sinners, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. For you to continue without preparing for death is a sure way of guaranteeing your place in hell. There is not a more detailed and graphic picture of a, of a sinner's death and doom in hell than the message of our Lord Jesus Christ preached in Luke chapter 16. Luke 16 verse 19 to 31. the rich man and Lazarus. Oh, what a scene when you read that portion of scripture. He is a man who cries, I am in torment in the flames. He is a man who realizes that he has an unforgettable memory of numerous invitation to come to the Savior. Here is a man who sees his wicked life and how it influenced his siblings, his loved ones, and he's seeing that even his siblings or his loved ones, if they don't heed the message of the prophets, they too will come to the land of torments. And he says, Father Abraham, send Lazarus to my father's house. He knows that if they continue like that, they too will be in the land of torment. He is a man whose hopes are no more. A man who found that to die in sin is to be ushered in the everlasting doom, everlasting death, everlasting hell. C.H. Spurgeon, when he preached of hell, in one of his sermons, this is what he said, and I quote, when, he cried, when Spurgeon cried out, on every chain is written forever, above their heads they read forever. Their eyes are vexed, their hearts are distressed with the thought that it is forever. Then he goes on to say, oh, if I could tell you tonight that hell one day will be burned out and that those who are in hell might be saved, there will be a jubilee in hell at this very thought of it. But it cannot be. It is forever. They are cast into utter darkness forever. 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 God says prepare for it. Hell is a grave where all hope is buried never to be resurrected again. 
and to die in sin, in your sins, away from the Savior's love, the Savior's grace, the Savior's forgiving love. It's to go into hell and around you everything will be written forever, forever, forever. And God commands that you prepare and put your life in order today, now. Jesus Christ defeated death. He conquered death. And all those who die in Christ, for them, death, though painful for us, the living, is a passage for them into eternal glory. Death separates Christians from Christians only for a season. For God has promised that whoever believes in his Son will not perish, but have everlasting life. But for you who is not a Christian, death will finally separate you from anything that will rem reminded you of God's love to separate you from God's people, separate you from God's world. And you will be in hell forever. 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 And I plead with you, flee from sin today. Sin is the agent of death in this world. It is the master of untold slaves. Sin is never profitable. The pleasures it offers are full of poison. It will ruin you. It will destroy you. It will separate you for eternity away from God in hell. Life on earth is unpredictable. This world is like a big hotel where we spend one or two days and tomorrow we are gone. And what madness to put our hearts in this great hotel and to forget our home above. Refusing to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ is heading for real death. Death away from God. Eternally separated from God. But if you would believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you will be with him in heaven. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. That's how you put your life in order before it is too late. Harden not your heart today. 
Turn away from sin today. Here in this world, God bids us to come. And in the next world, in his kingdom, for those of us who are Christian, God bids us welcome. And when the news of Mwansa came, God bids to him welcome home. Mwansa is finally at home with his God. And I could only imagine that there was this banner written all over heaven. Welcome home. Welcome home. Mwansa. Mbewe. He is finally home. But all that his death may cause you to think of the inevitable, inescapable, unpredictable death. And that it may cause you to run to the Lord Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sin. That you too may look forward to that glorious welcome. Not because of anything you did, but because of everything that Christ did and you believed in that finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ and trusted him for your life. Don't continue living your life the way you want when God is saying, put your life in order today. We'll be singing a, quest, a, a hymn that asks the question, pause my soul and ask the question, am I ready to meet God? And may this question ring in all of us that even as we leave this place, it will continue to ring until God, by his grace, may help us to put our lives in order. Amen.